You need to appreciate the Aptos pump. I mean, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to be in it, but you have to respect the Aptos pump. One hundred and fifty-seven percent this week. Uh, but more importantly, if you look at the Aptos pump from the beginning of January, let's just take it from the end of December. You got yourself a five hundred and twenty-six percent pump. Now. The reason why I say you got to appreciate the pump is because if you can work out what caused this pump, and let me tell you, it's not fundamentals, then you may be able to get into a whole lot of other pumps. And that's exactly what I've looked at today. I've looked at the Aptos pump. I've looked at what caused the Aptos pump. And then I found three or four other altcoins that had exactly the same pump. And now I think I've got a whole lot of other altcoins which are going to have the same pump. And just to show you that I have conviction in what I said, just before the show, I went and took a phantom long because... I knew it was going to have exactly the same pump. And you can see that in the last 15 minutes, this trade is up $3,200. And I just took a little nibble to see if this, if this methodology of mine was actually working. So let me show you how we're going to get these pumps. Because it's dead simple. It's so simple. And I'm going to show you which tokens are going to happen next. And then we're going to talk about Bitcoin. And we're going to talk about the GDP numbers. And we've got a whole lot of other uh, great stuff to talk about. So let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Wake up, bitch, get up. Get up, get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. does feel like the good old days, right? It's starting to feel like a bull market, but not everyone believes this bull market. For those who do, you guys are getting unbelievable returns because you believed, because, because you're in the market, because you're not sitting on the sideline waiting for some magical signal to tell you that the bull market is here. You had conviction and you put your money where your mouth is and now you're getting the rewards. And I mean, wow, these rewards are incredible. Look at, look at, just look at Aptos, 500% return. This is, a, I mean, I, as I said to you, I took a long just before the show, just to prove a point. This is, I mean, it's a $50,000 long. Um, just to prove a point, I opened a long leverage position on Phantom. You can see I'm 77.6% up. Let me show you how long ago I took this. Let me just show you how long ago I took this trade. So you can see this was taken at 2.25 our time. It's 4 o'clock our time now, 4, 4.30 now. So um, this is, I, I worked out the reasons for the pump. I'm going to share the reasons for the pump with you now. And I'm going to show you how to identify which tokens are about to run next. If you believe that we are entering this bull market narrative, which is the narrative that we believe here. So it's going to be, this is going to be one of our best shows. It's definitely going to be the best show we've had this week. So what I need you guys to do, just do me a favor, smash that like button, obliterate it, obliterate it. Um, 2000 likes, we give away a Rolex today. Um, more importantly, 2,500 likes, I give you three tokens that are going to explode in the next week because I've worked out, I've worked this out, I've worked this out, I've worked this out. So, um, yeah, let's let's quickly look at the markets. I mean, before we start, let's look at the markets. 
um, you have Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin is very strong now, 23,176. It is battling this 23,000 level. It's like, it's like fighting this 23,000 level. But then after that, something very interesting happens. And I need to show you what happens because this is quite big. We broke through the 200-day moving average. Remember that 200-day moving average? So we broke through it. That's that yellow line over here. We, we sliced through it like butter. Then we went through the 200-day exponential moving average. We sliced through that like butter. Now we're stuck at 23,000, which is the next resistance level. And yesterday when we did a spaces, we had big cheds and a whole lot of other chart chartists on our Twitter spaces. And what did they what did they say? They said that they all expecting that all the bears are going to have to turn bullish at 25,000. Even Al Capo at 25,000, all the bears have to turn bullish. And then I went and dug deeper into this 25,000 level. So why is it that both Cheds and a whole lot of other chartists said, look, if you want like a real confirmation that we're getting into bull market territory, we need to close over 25,000. So I went and looked at what this 25,000 level meant. And the 25,000 level actually means that what we're going to break is we're going to break the previous resistance of 21,164. The next resistance above that is at 32,000. That's, that's a big gap. The next thing about the 25,000 level is that that is when we break the 200-week moving average. Now, you'll remember that this is the most important indicator that we've got. This 200-week this moving average, I'll show it to you. Um, let's see if we can, okay, there we go. Is the one indicator, let me get rid of all the other noise so we don't have to see that and we don't have to see that. That is the 200-week moving average. It is a four-year moving average of Bitcoin. And in the entire life cycle of Bitcoin, Bitcoin only broke below this average twice or three times. You can call that once. You can call that twice. And then we broke, we broke through it again now and we've been testing it. If we can break up above this 200-week moving average, then it shows that we're back in this global macro uptrend for Bitcoin. So for me, this is the most important indicator that we have. This is the this 200-week moving average is the most important indicator. If we can break above this 200-week moving average, which is the $25,000 level. And let me tell you, we got very close. We're at 23,833. Then all the naysayers have to start believing um, that we, we, we're, on, we're on the right trend. Then we're back in, in a new trend. Um, let's look at some other stuff. So obviously, we've got Aptos. Aptos up 526% uh, since, the, since December. It's up about 130% this week. Phantom having an explosion. We're going to talk about why that explosion is happening. We're actually going to cross over to Miami live um, to talk to Harry, who's running a conference in Miami. So we're going to talk to Harry um, to talk to Harry live um, and and see why Phantom is running and see why a whole lot of other tokens are running. So there's there's that coming up later in the show. I see that Harry's going to join us in a couple of minutes. So yeah, it's a big, big, big show. Big, big, big show. I'm so excited to 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 be here and to and to bring you the show. Um, yeah, so let's start with the show. If you haven't smashed the like, just smash that like. I want over 2,000 likes today because the show is going to be absolutely fun. We're going to obliterate the people who didn't believe that there is going to be a Bitcoin, a Bitcoin bull market, right? We're going to go to those people, the people that didn't believe us when we said that we think it's time for a bull market. We didn't, the people that are still naysayers, we have got a very, 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 very strong message to those naysayers and I, I want to share the message with you um we need to show them the, we need to show them this
Their spirits were sunken and low. Their bags weighed more than a ton. There was neither sign nor show when the bull began his run. The shields were shilling wall to wall. The gig was up. They had their fun. And every short got a margin call when the bull began his run. The candles green came fast and tall. Each wick was bold, quick to stun. His eyes burned red and his horns did more. When the bull began his run. When fortune smiles upon the need, his bags of gold gleam in the sun. Now to stream of his balance sheet, and every bear is left with none. Since the bull began his run. So the bull has begun its run. And I'll tell you what I'm, why I'm seeing that. I'll tell you why I'm seeing that. So yesterday, we had Goldman Sachs naming Bitcoin as the best performing asset in 2023 so far. And I mean, that's a great thing to say, because if you look at last year, Bitcoin was the worst performing asset. So you look at 2022, we destroyed ourselves. Um, Bitcoin was the worst performing asset with minus 65%. But this year, Bitcoin came back and said, listen, I'm not taking this anymore. Let's change things. And it is up 36% on the year. And because of that, what Goldman Sachs has come out and said is, that, listen, Bitcoin so far is the best performing asset in 2023. But the question is whether this run is going to continue. And to decide whether this run is going to continue, we should look at the data. So I found some data. Um, this is a tweet by Ran, Ram Al-Huwalia. I said it correctly. And what he's done is he's taken streaks length. In other words, when Bitcoin has had a winning streak, how much Bitcoin has gone up. And then he's looked at what happens after that. So he's looked at this eight-day streak. And he said in the last eight days, Bitcoin's gone up 14.58%. But what's going to happen in a week or a month or three months or six months or a year? And he's looked at data of all other periods when Bitcoin's had a winning streak. So let's look at what happened in the week. Bitcoin continues to rise usually. In the month, Bitcoin continues to rise on average 20%. In the next three months, Bitcoin continues to rise 42.91%. So what you can see is usually when you have eight solid days in a row, that usually means that you've broken a trend, you've gone up, and we're going to continue to run. And you can see what this data, what this data actually means when these, uh, when these runs um, uh, uh, start uh, carry on going on. So we've got that. We do have this week... We have, um, I see people are saying, I mean, it is the rainbow chart, um, but I don't know how seriously you want to take it. But what you can see is that if you look at this parabolic trend on this, or, or this, this trend that we've got, Bitcoin tapped the bottom and is now starting to come up to still very low levels. So if you don't believe the run, 
look at it in, in this kind of context and say to yourself, you know, if this is where we're at and we are following a similar trend to this, well, this is, this is, this, we could be going quite a bit, uh, quite a bit up. We do have one or two boundaries, barriers in the way. Let's talk about the one or two barriers in the way. So the first barrier that we have in there, we have a, we have a options close out on Friday. It is a big options closeout. It's about a 1.4 billion options closeout, um, mainly institutional. So if you look at the institutions, you've got big institutionals interest in futures. In fact, 21% of um, currently the CME is 21% of all the option, the open futures. And that shows that the institutions are the ones playing this. Right now, the point of max pain is 19,500. So we have to watch this point of max pain. The other thing we have to watch is macro. Um, Let's talk about macro for a second, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about a whole lot of alts and how to spot all those alts, and then we, we we're gonna cross over to Harry uh, and talk about Phantom and why Phantom's running and a whole lot of other things. But the other thing that we that could be in the way is macro, and I'll show you why. We had the GDP numbers come out. The, G, the GDP numbers came out very well. They came out at two point nine percent, which is better than what the market anticipated. The market anticipated two point six percent. So we actually got a higher inflation, a higher GDP number than the market anticipated. What did the markets do when that came out? Let's quickly look at the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ is up about 1.56%. The US 500 uh, about just, uh, just under 1%. So what is the, the significance of this? Well, because the economy is growing so fast still, it does give the Fed license to tighten a little bit more. So yes, the economy is super healthy, but that means that Powell can tighten a bit more. And we can see that Mohammed Alarian says lots of US economic data, including a stronger than expected GDP at 2.9%, consensus was 2.6, and another significant beat on weekly job claims, only 100 uh, jobless claims, only 186,000 versus the consensus of 205,000, means that actually the economy is much better than we think. So what's going to happen now in the next week? We're going to get the PCE numbers, the personal consumption expenditure numbers, which is the measure of inflation that the Fed look at. That is coming out tomorrow. Last time we looked at the PCE numbers, they were 5.5%. I did see this that says that we're looking core PCE likely to be slow to 4.4%. Okay, so let's see if it does come at 4.4%. If this inflation number keeps coming down, great news. Fed will probably... Um, stop tightening or as you can see now there's a 99.1 percent chance of a 50 basis point rate hike when the fed meet on the first of feb there is some bad news on the horizon which is that the cleveland fed does see cpi rising 0.6 in the month of january so we've got to keep our eyes we're not we're not out of the woods there we're really 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 not not uh, out of the woods there we've got to keep our eyes on that we'll keep you updated tomorrow when when the numbers uh when the numbers come out the pc numbers come out and then of course when the when the um uh, FOMC meeting happens. We'll be live as well with you guys. All right, let's talk about this rally because a lot of people don't believe the power of the bull. They don't. They just don't believe it. I want to show you a few things. In fact, first of all, I want to say that it's not really the Bitcoin rally that we that we should be worried about, right? We we've seen the Bitcoin rally. We're seeing what what it's done in January. And let's quickly look at what Bitcoin has done in January. You can see that we have from the 7th of December until now, Bitcoin is up 50%. So 50% on Bitcoin. But that's not what you DGENs are here for. 
That's not what you guys are here for. Someone's saying anyone saw Tesla. We're going to talk about Tesla later. You guys aren't here for Bitcoin. You guys are here for all the other coins, right? You guys are here for the altcoins. I've got some good news for you when it comes to altcoins. I want to show you something. So the run is now a Bitcoin run. And that's exactly what happened in 2019. So if you look at 2019, we spoke about 2019 yesterday. Look at when the Bitcoin run started. So the big Bitcoin run started on the 1st of April. You see that? That's when the, the big green candle came. That was the 1st of April in, on 2019. And from that point, Bitcoin went from here all the way, it went up 243%. So 250%, you can call it, right? Let's look at what happened to altcoins. So I've looked at the altcoin chart, the total two, which is to total market cap um, excluding Bitcoin, which is primarily the altcoins, um, which is the altcoins, including Ethereum. And I was debating whether I should use Ethereum or not use Ethereum. And let's go to see when the alt started running. So remember that Bitcoin started running on the 1st of April, right? The alts didn't start running until the 22nd of April, which was about three Three uh, three weeks later, let's look at the run in altcoins. Remember, Bitcoin had a 250% run. Let's look at the run here in altcoins. So altcoins went up about 2,000% in that same cycle, okay? So why am I showing you this? Because if you look at where we are today, this is the Bitcoin versus altcoin index. And right now, what it's saying is we're very, very, very much in Bitcoin season. But very soon, this lever is going to start moving to become altcoin season. I wanna show you, um, let's look, let's go back in time. And I just wanna show you how this chart usually plays out. So you can see that the Bitcoin altcoin season is a, a very cyclical chart. So it goes down, up, down, up. It's very, very, very cyclical. It's almost predictable. And when we get below this line in terms of, of Bitcoin season, which is where we are today, Usually we go a little bit more down, which means the Bitcoin dominance will go up a little bit more. Bitcoin will get strong first. And then what will happen is the alts will start to outperform Bitcoin. If you look at this chart, this is where we're at now. So you can see this is right now where we're at. We are in very much in Bitcoin season. And what we know for sure is, well, looking at history, is that it goes Bitcoin season and then it goes alt season. Bitcoin season, alt season. Bitcoin season, alt season. This is where we're at now. So chances are what will happen now is we'll go down to here. And then what will happen is we will start turning and get all the way up here and we'll repeat the 2019 pattern. And if that's the case, you've got to be ready for it. You've got to have your portfolios positioned for it. You want to be in Bitcoin at the right time, but you also want to be in alts at the right time, right? You don't want to be, um, you don't want to be calling the wrong narratives at the wrong time. You wanna be in Bitcoin when it's Bitcoin season and you wanna be in alt when it's alt season. Right now, it's still okay to be in Bitcoin, but you need to start thinking about how to get out of your Bitcoin position and how to catch this rally, if you believe the rally. And I know that there's some people that still don't believe this rally. I see El Capo that doesn't believe this rally. A lot of other people are still waiting for some kind of miraculous sign that we're in a bull market. I'm not sure what those guys are waiting for. I agree with, with what Cold Bladder Chiller says. He says, be a bear and catch the Pico top for minus 70% over 70 days, or be a bull and enjoy 500% of upwards movement in 30 days. 
there's literally no point in being bearish, a bearish cheerleader, when bulls are rewarded so handsomely in a market like this. It just shows that you've got to be on the right side of the market. You can't be a bull in a bear market and you can't be a bear in a bull market. And you've got to ask yourself, what is it that's going to change? If you're still not in the market, you've got to ask yourself, what is it that's going to change my thesis? What is it? You've got to have some kind of trigger. Is it going to be, is it going to be when we cross the 200, the, um, the 200 week moving average? Is that going to be your trigger? Is it the 200 day moving average, which, we, which we've already crossed? What is the, the metric that you're looking for? Are you looking for the metric of time? Because if it is time, we've had enough time. We've had 30 months to the bottom. We've repeated history and we've had 30 months to the bottom. Are you looking to see if the hedge funds are starting to invest? Because the hedge funds are starting to invest. Hedge funds are now long, net long for the first time since the first half of 2022. So hedge funds are starting to invest. Retail is also starting to invest. Retail traders bought 2.5 billion in the market, in the stock markets in the past week. So retail is also coming back. Um, this is after 17 straight weeks of, of outflows. So what you're seeing is that retail is, is also starting to, to, um, to come back into the market. I want to show you, I want to show you, um, uh, I want to show you a few more charts. Then you've got the pure multiple, the pure multiple, again, just departed from the green. Usually when the pure multiple departs from the green, bang, we go, we go up. And I keep showing you more and more indicators to show you when you should be bullish. And I'm not saying you should be bullish. I'm saying you've got to have a thesis and you've got to say to yourself, at what point do, will I become bullish? At what point will I be ready to destroy? Will I, really, will I be ready to deploy my money? Because if you sit on the sidelines and you make excuses, you can sit here forever and you can make excuses forever. And if you need more excuses, here are the last 50 years of excuses as to why people didn't want to invest. And you've got to make a, you've got to make a call. Do you want to be one of these guys sitting on the sidelines or do you want to create an indicator or a metric where you say to yourself, if this metric hits, then I've got to turn bullish and I've got to start investing. We did that a long time ago, and we've been handsomely rewarded for it. Um, our trades have been handsomely rewarded for, handsomely rewarded for it. Uh, I'm just looking at Phantom. People are telling me, look at Phantom, 48.3 cents. In fact, speaking of Phantom, before we talk about this rally and what's going to power this rally, I'm going to show you um, which coins I think are going to go next. Let's cross over to Harry, who is in Miami. He's running the uh, Quantum Miami conference. Harry, Harry, how are you, my friend? Hey, Ryan, how are you? Thanks for having me on the show. I'm uh, just recovering Harry, from a really bad stomach flu, so I'm glad to be on the show today, the first time. Harry, up, update yeah. us as to what's happening in Miami. I know you guys have had an unbelievable turnout. I think you guys were expecting like 800 people. What's it yeah. looking like? Yeah, people are actually just starting to filter. And actually, as you see here, we've got this amazing uh, block bike uh, booth. Um, Austin and his team, they're doing a 20, well, not 24 hours, but like a 12-hour stream. So you'll, you'll see a lot of projects coming through here, just kind of talking. Um, so pretty exciting times. Yeah, we weren't expecting that big of a turnout just because it's a bear market, but it's actually ex exceeded our expectations. Over 2,000 people registered, lots of sponsors, everybody's attending. So definitely a great success. I need you to explain something to me. I need you to explain this phantom pump to me. What is yeah, going on? So I know that there's a lot of phantom speakers at the conference. Talk to me what's going on. So look, 
as I've always said, Phantom is probably one of the most undervalued the layer one chains, and it's starting to get a lot more exposure. So as more people talk about Phantom, more awareness is actually brought to Phantom. It'll probably, you know, get to where its true value lies, which we believe is at anywhere between the five to six dollar mark. So still relatively good time to get into Phantom. Let me ask you another question. Have you been watching this Aptos plan, Perry? Uh, I haven't really paid attention much to Aptos. We're really, really just focused on the fat on Phantom. And can we can we expect can we expect some news from Phantom at the conference? I know that Andre said, "Look, we're not making announcements. We're only talking about progress." Can we expect something? I think you'll have to you'll have to ask Phantom about that. But uh, generally when, speaking, they don't make big announcements at conferences. They just announce when they they believe that there's something to announce. They're just providing updates uh, Harry, on the protocol. The, the guys here asking what watch what watch are you wearing? I mean, people, the, the, that's what the chat's talking uh, about. Well, I'm in Miami, so I'm not wearing any watch this time, just because. Uh, <laughs> All right, listen. If there are any, if there are any announcements, do me a favor, keep us posted. Ping me yeah. on WhatsApp. Let's get those announcements going. So that's Harry, guys, and he's got a um, big big conference in Miami. I know a lot of banter fans, banter fan, banter fans are over here. Are are they? Sorry. All right. So let's talk about the pump, and let's talk about why another indicator why I believe this pump is actually real. And the reason why I think this pump is actually real is because this pump reminds me very, very, very much of a 2017 pump and then again the 2019 pump. It has one characteristic that we have seen, um, one characteristic which we've seen from multiple pumps that have been sustained. And I wasn't the one who actually picked it up. The one who actually picked it up or the person who actually picked it up was this account over here. We all know this account. Uh, it's the GCR Classic account. And he says he believes that China... And Asia in general will fill, will fuel the next run. It'll take quite some time to melt Western cynicism towards this space, but the East is ascending and yearning to flex. You should be hanging out in WeChat. Many future pumps uh, on coins, um, many future pumps will be on coins none of your circle know about. So that's what he tweeted on the 9th of Jan. This is before this pump. And then he tweeted this today. He says, Asians resurrect crypto from near-death experiences at the tail end of bear markets, only to eventually breathe so much life into it that Westerners buy their bags years later. Just how is it that, how, how, just how it is, how it's always been, I didn't make the rules. He was right. Because if you look at the pump that's happening now, the majority of this pump is actually coming from Asia. And I'll give you a brilliant, a perfect example. Look at Aptos. The reason why Aptos is running is because of Asia. The reason why Aptos is running is because they are running a hackathon in Asia. Actually, I, I think I showed this to you guys the other day. Um, let me see if, I, if I've got it for you guys. Uh, here we go. Aptos event. It's the Sol, it's the Sol hackathon, which is happening between the 1st and the 3rd of Feb in Seoul. Right? So that's what's happening on Aptos. So that's the big news on Aptos. And you can see that Aptos has been pumped about 500%. Where is the pump coming from? Well, Asia. How do I know that the pump's coming from Asia? I look at the statistics and I look at, um, so let's go here. Let's go to, there we go. So I look at the Aptos volume. And if I look at the Aptos volume, what I see is I see that the majority of the, of the volume is coming from Appbit, which is a Korean exchange. It's the exchange, it's the exchange that most Koreans use. <clears throat> Appbit, in the last 24 hours, has had three times the volume that Binance has had 
on uh, on on Aptos, and that has caused a pump that we haven't seen in many tokens. In fact, the <clears throat> the only tokens that we see it that we see it on are Asian tokens. So maybe there's something in this. Maybe the Asians as Maybe the Asians, as GCR says, are the catalyst for the next run. Maybe what we're seeing is we're seeing the Westerners a little bit more cynical. And we know that that's something that we know that the Asians are very, very, very much ahead of the West when it comes to tech and to tech adoption. We've seen this. They were the first guys to adopt blockchain technology. We saw the 2017 bull run was sparked by China and by Asia actually buying uh, all these tokens. And we're seeing the same pattern here again. We see, I mean, I'll, I'll give you another example. We see ChatGPT. ChatGPT is more popular in China than it is in the, in the US. And it's just, it's, it's just launched. So that is one of the, one of the, the um, tricks that you can see. What you can see is that when the Asians get into a pump, when, when the Koreans specifically get into a pump, when the Japanese get into a pump, but specifically the, Korean and the, the, the Koreans and the Chinese, when they get into a pump, there is, I would say, no limit as to what that pump can do. Because I think by nature, these people are more, they, they, they like taking more risks. They're bigger degens than the Westerners. And they get to a point where they start aping into tokens. And when they, when they start aping into tokens, it becomes nothing to do with fundamentals. It becomes about the, the, the gamble. It becomes about the pump. And we saw that very much in 2017. In 2017, the tokens that used to pop the hardest and the ones that used to pop first were very much the Asian tokens. And we're starting to see the same pattern happening now where we're getting a pump like the one we got from Aptos, funded or fueled by the Korean exchanges. And when that happens, they abandon all fundamentals. That's why someone says in the, in the chat, that's why Filecoin exploded. But again, it's the Asians. And when the Asians come in, and uh, Iris Morris says, the Asians are huge gamblers. And I think they are. I think naturally they like to take a whole lot of risks, which, 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 makes them much more degen. Someone says Neo, like the old days, you remember it. You remember that Neo uh, pumped from 0.01 cents, I think, to over $200. It was the best performing token in 2010. It was the, the Chinese Ethereum. So what do we need to keep our eyes open for? If you want to capture, if you want to capture these pumps, you need to keep your eyes open for two things. The first thing is you need to look for tokens that are pumped and available and attracting volume on Asian exchanges. Okay. Now, how do you do that? Well, I went to CoinMarketCap and I went to Upbit, which is the main exchange in Korea. It's where all the DGENs in Korea, Korea trade. And I started looking at all the tokens and the volume. So based on this, you can kind of see when the volume increases. Now look here, Aptos, $1 billion worth of volume, biggest pump. Remember Threshold? That pumped 172% in a week. Where did the pump come from? What do you know? Asian exchanges. The next one, one that could happen now, if it hasn't already started happening, is probably Steppen. So let's go to GMT. Let's go find uh, the Steppen token, GMT. And I guarantee you that there's some kind of pump, or there would have been some kind of pump on GMT. Let's quickly look at, 
at uh, GMT. And let's look at the pump that has happened on GMT. Okay, so we had a little bit of a pump. We had 7.66% today. But if you look at it from yesterday, we're up about 20%, 25%. So there we go. Again, you can see, where does the volume come from? The volume comes from the Asian exchanges. Let's look at the, another one, which is pump, which is Axie Infinity. So Axie, again, been pumping all week. Let's look at the bubbles. You can see the bubbles. The pumps are coming from Asia. So it's like, it's like GCR said. He said, you need to be more Asia-centric. You can't be in this bubble of the West <clears throat> and think that you're going to catch all the pumps that are happening in Asia. And I remember in 2017 and 2018, we spent a lot of time in Korea. We even went to China. We went, we went to try and look for the Asian scene because Asians are much quicker adopters than, than the Westerners. They're much bigger degens than the Westerners. They adopt technology much sooner than that. So that's the first thing you need to look at. The first thing you need to look at is let's look at the Asian pumps. <coughs> let's look at the Asian pumps. The next thing you need to look at is tokens with tokenomics that are suitable for degens. Now, what do I mean by that? Because that's, that's actually quite a big thing. What is it that, what are the two elements? As, as, as I said, the first element is look for tokens that are in favor with the degens in, in Asia. The second thing that all these tokens have in common, every single one of these tokens have in common, is something that you've got to be very, very, very clever with. Because on the one side, it could be your worst enemy. But on the other side, it could be your best friend. It could be your worst enemy because if you're on the wrong side of it, you'll drown in it. It could be your best friend because if you understand it, then you could make life-changing money if you combine the Asian pump with what I'm about to tell you. Injective is exactly the same thing, Rohan. Rohan, Rohan just mentioned injective protocol. I'll show you in a second that it is exactly, exactly, exactly the same thing. The second thing that you need to look at, the first thing you need to look at is tokens from Asia. The second thing you need to look at is tokens with bad tokenomics. If you look at all these pumps, every single one of these pumps, Aptos, DYDX, which pumped yesterday, um, uh, uh, Optimism, which has been pumping all the time. Let's quickly look at all of these tokens, okay? So just so you can see that I'm not making this up. This is, this is hours and hours and hours of research, okay? So Aptos, up. Let's go for the week. So Aptos, up 139% for the week. Optimism, up 40% for the week, right? Um, uh, um, DYDX yesterday had a huge pump. What do, all that, what, are them, what do all of them have in common? One, the pumps are coming from Asia. Two, they all have bad tokenomics. So if you look at DYDX, the reason why DYDX pumped yesterday is because this token release over here was moved from here to here, which means that it has bad tokenomics for investors, but unbelievable tokenomics for traders. Because when there's less tokens, it's much easier to manipulate the token price. Now, if you look at this chart over here, you see that there are very few tokens in circulation, and the majority of the tokens come into circulation much later. And that is why a token like DYDX, let's, go, let's look at DYDX. So you can see this. Okay, so there's DYDX. Let's look at how much it's come. It's grown, it's grown, it's grown up 100% in January. What has it got? Bad tokenomics. 
it's got a very small supply. As an investor, you don't want to be investing in Sainikas. But as a trader, if you can catch a token pump when there's very few tokens in circulation, these things will explode. Let me show you another one. Optimism. Look at their token schedule. Look at the token release. Right now, as it stands, that's where you are. That's, that's where you are. There's a total of 1 billion tokens in circulation. This is going to go up to 4 billion tokens by the end of this whole thing. 25% of the tokens are in circulation. No surprise that this thing has pumped. And I bet you that if I go and look at the volume, I'll find that the volume is coming primarily from Asia. Look, let's look at Stepin. This is the token emissions on Stepin. Look at it. Low tokens in circulation. Bang. Right? And let me show you. Where does the volume come from? The third most traded token in Asia is Stepin. After Aptos and Threshold, on Upbit, the, first, the third most traded token is Stepin. What do you think is going to happen next? What do you, if you, if you take this and apply this, what do you think is going to happen next to Stepin? I'm not the only one who sees this. In fact, someone says here, you guys think GMT could be the next Korean Gigapump? The only other coin with Binance perps and significant upbit volume. It's staring us in the face. If you can find tokens with bad tokenomics that can be pumped because there's so few tokens in circulation and they get tapped by the Asian market, what happens? Here, let me show you, let me show you Aptos. Look at Aptos. Out of the total of a billion tokens that are in circulation, 15% of, of that, will, that will be in circulation, 15% of them are in circulation now. So let's quickly go through a checklist. One, are there very few tokens in circulation, which is a nightmare for investors, but maybe for traders, it's the best thing in the world. Because if you're in this pump, you can make huge cash. Look at it. 14.3% are in, are in circulation. It is the most traded token in Asia. Take Asia Gambler, add bad tokenomics, easy to pump tokenomics, scarce tokens, majority held by team VC investors and whatever else that aren't going to be selling. What do you get? You get a mega pump. It's really that simple. And I know I keep saying to you guys, be careful of bad tokenomics. Be careful of investing in products where, like right now, if you want to be taking a long-term long on, on, on Aptos, you're going to get wrecked. Why are you going to get wrecked? Because you will drown in all these token releases. But hold on, if you want to just catch a pump, just watch out when Asia starts to trade these low circulation tokens and you can catch the pump of your life. In fact, you would have caught a 500% pump on Aptos. So what happens next on Aptos? Well, I don't think that anyone can put their hand on their heart and say that right now, Aptos can be the most valuable layer one in the whole, in the whole ecosystem. After Ethereum, right now, if you take the market cap of Aptos, it is the, the highest market cap layer one in the market. Let's, I just want to show you what I mean. So if you look at Ethereum, if you look at Cardano, Cardano has a fully diluted valuation of $17 billion. Okay? You look at Solana or even Polygon. Let's look at Solana first. Fully diluted valuation, $13 billion. You look at Aptos. Fully diluted valuation on Aptos, 
$19 billion. You can't put your hand on your heart and tell me that you think that right now, as Aptos stands, it should be the best layer one or the most valuable layer one. It's all a game around tokenomics. Take the, take the wrong tokenomics, mix them with a little bit of, 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 of Asian degen, degenery, and you get yourself a mega, mega, mega pump. So what do you need to do? You need to plug yourself into, you need to plug yourself into bad, you need to plug yourself into the Asian scene, look for bad tokenomic tokens, and then just look for the volume from Asia. You got yourself a recipe to a recipe for for pumps. Test it. You can you can do it. I worked it out this morning. When I when I saw these things running, I worked it out. I worked it out. This is this is all that's happening. This is all that's happening here. These are gambling degen pumps started off in Asia, dumping onto the West later in the afternoon, um, with zero um, regard for fundamentals. It's gambling. It's got nothing to do with fundamentals. You 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 can't tell me that you think Aptos is 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 the best the best token out there in terms of a fully diluted market cap. Which means that eventually, when the Asians lose interest in this, it'll come back down. Problem is, there may be a huge short squeeze until that point. So you got to be super careful. You got to be careful. Someone says the Asian degenerates. Be careful. Make sure you're on the right side of the Asian degenerates, not the wrong side of the Asian Asian degenerates. What you'll also see in the next couple of days, weeks, months, is you'll see tokens with good to- with bad tokenomics because they were launched in 2017 before we really understood tokenomics. And you'll see that they will become, they will fix their tokenomics. So we saw that yesterday with DYDX. And that's why DYDX pumped. I said it very early on in the day. I said, DYDX pumping on news that it will delay the big token unlock schedule for 2nd of Feb. You didn't hear it from me. People didn't like this tweet. Only 124 likes, not much engagement on this tweet. Which is a pity because if you would have seen that and you would have listened, you would have made yourself 20% return in a day. Because like later on that day, at 6.15 p.m., this, my tweet was at 2.25. This tweet, Walter Bloomberg's tweet or, or Tier 10's tweet um, was four hours later when they actually delayed this thing. And that's when the DYDX uh, um, uh, token price um, uh, started, to, uh, uh, started to jump. So that was... <clears throat> That was what happened. Now, DYDX for me is an amazing, amazing, amazing project. It is a lot of people don't see the value in DYDX. It's got about a, a fully diluted valuation of about $2 billion. But DYDX is, is huge. It is, I think, the biggest derivatives exchange out there. DYDX has achieved an incredible product market fit, launching as it's got $800 billion for total trading volume at the beginning of January. For context, it is eight times the size of GMX and GNS combined, just so you understand how big it is. Um, it does have an inflation problem, but they're fixing the tokenomics. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for tokens that are fixing tokenomics. Here, what you can see is that they are migrating to the Cosmos chain. They went from Ethereum and they're migrating to the Cosmos chain. By doing that, they bring themselves into the Cosmos ecosystem, which is a cross-chain ecosystem. And... I think that what can happen is they got their new token unlock to coincide with the launch on Cosmos, which is going to be huge. So that's, that's, the, that's one of the, the tokens that's going to do, redo its tokenomics. And I think when tokens are redoing their tokenomics, you need to listen. Um, another one that's redoing their tokenomics is Render. So Render's got a vote now to redo their tokenomics. Watch that vote because if you catch that vote, 
you you will see that um you'll see that 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 um the price could go up if the vote passes. I'll give you another one which I think you got to keep your eye on. I don't think we spend enough time talking about it. One that I'm certainly going to start looking at a lot more uh, is this one over here. We don't talk about it enough. I think we should. And I will I do I am going to start spending a lot more time doing research on sushi swap. So let's look at sushi swap if you look at and I don't want to look at the 4 hour chart. Let's look at it from a much bigger view so let's look at it from the from its bottom in december it's up about 41 percent. so not much not up a lot i think there might be something under the hood here and the reason why i think so is the first thing is they're launching a perpetuals future exchange on the say network to expand into non-ethereum based ecosystems so they're launching a perpetuals future exchange on say say is a specialist blockchain for exchanges and if you look at sushi swaps volume Look, it's not the best. It's not as big as Uniswap, Curve, PancakeSwap, or Balancer, but it is it is up there. I mean, it, it does have, in, okay, let's look at it um, on seven-day volume. It's, it, ha- it does have half a billion. So let's keep an eye on it. I'm not telling you yet that I'm ready to buy it. I'm, I'm telling you that I'm going to start watching it now because I think that if we are getting into some kind of um, bull run, we need to we need to be watching it. All right, lastly, I want to, no, not lastly, uh, let's talk about the Tesla results. Truth is, don't really care about Tesla results. Just wanted to see what their attitude was towards Bitcoin. Um, their Bitcoin holdings were unchanged. There was a little bit of confusion because what 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 Bloomberg's reported, it says some clown at Bloomberg, clown, real clown, reported that it looks like Tesla offloaded some Bitcoin this quarter. They now have 184 million in digital assets, down from 218 in the last quarter. Now, what this clown didn't take into account was the fact that the price of Bitcoin went down. So this person, Dana Hull, reported that they offloaded some of their Bitcoin, which was wrongly reported because they actually didn't offload any of their Bitcoin. All that happened was the same Bitcoin they were holding went down. That's that's all that happened. So for now, Tesla's still holding on to their Bitcoin. Let's wait and see if they carry on, if they start taking Bitcoin as um, as, uh, as as payments for tests. All right, let's look at the markets again, and then we will look and see if we can do a Rolex giveaway. Phantom, 47.8. Aptos, 18.5, 18.6. I think that's going to come down. Um, look, if you want to short against the Asians, I don't think it's a good idea to short against Asians. I said it to you guys over here. I don't think it's a great idea to short against Asians. If you want to short against Asians, short against the Asians. If you catch the short, you'll do well. If you don't catch the short, if you catch if if the short catches you, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a bad day. It's gonna be a you will get liquidated before before you before anything before you. I, I don't even know I don't even know how to describe how quickly it is that you'll be liquidated. All right, um, Josh, w- walk me through the like situation. So 1,400 likes. I'm going to give you guys, hold on a second. I'm going to give you guys two minutes because I have to go to my son's class school today to get to 2,000 likes. And then we're going to give away a Rolex. It's the Black Submariner. It's this watch over here. Let me show you while the, while the clock is running. 
It is this clock, this watch right over here. Now remember, there's three watches up for grabs. This is the BitGet one. The blue one, the blue and gold one is the Bybit one. And now we have a second uh, Bybit one, which is this Bybit one over here, which is a, a, a second watch. If you want it, what you need to do is you need to sign up to Bybit or BitGet using any crypto banter link. And if you don't have one, just go to the one at the bottom of the show that says Rolex. And then we're going to call out the winner. And if you are the winner, you've got five hours to email giveaways at cryptobanter.com and then you can win the Rolex. So we have one, one minute and 10 seconds to go to get 2,000 likes. Josh, in fact, let's quickly go and look at the likes going up in real time. Um, actually, let's do that over here. Let's do it over here and watch the likes going up in real time. Okay, hold on a second. Let's get there quickly. Okay, let's go, 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 go. We have 1,600 likes. We have 45 seconds to go. Can we get to 2,000 likes in 45 seconds? 400 to go. And somebody could win the Rolex. 30 seconds to go. The likes aren't moving. You guys just aren't. You just fondle that like button. One seven. 300 likes to go. 30 seconds. Can we do it? I don't think we can do it today. I, I really don't think we're going to do it. 20 seconds. Come on, can we do this? Can we give away the Rolex today? Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We'll do it again tomorrow when we get to 2,000 likes. I will see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, trade well, my friends.